0: All right. We got here Clara Capano, productivity strategist. Definitely caught my eye. Would love to know a little bit more about everything that you have going on. Clara said you were in Boulder one day and then in Nashville yesterday. So I know that you're, you're traveling all over the country. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Oh, it is my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit more about your story, about where you, where you've been and where you're at today.
1: Well, my story is very similar to others in that I am your classic overachiever born and raised, you know, out of the womb, couldn't wait to get my first job and to jump into just everything. So I really just went on that trajectory of just checking off as many boxes because that was going to be how I was going to achieve success. And then as life does, it hit me upside the head one day and I found myself, you know, in my mid thirties really being unfulfilled, completely burned out, and just completely disconnected from life. I had health issues, my mental well-being was terrible, and I just knew that I had to find a better way. So I started working on creating my own path to clarity that I talk about and really just finding a better way to live. And so now what I do is I speak, I write, and I train to help others learn how to get back in the driver's seat of their own life so that they can not find balance, but find that harmony between their personal and professional lives.
0: Mm-hmm. This hits home for me because I literally operate in check boxes, and it's sometimes it can get monotonous. Other times it, it's hyper productive, but sometimes you hide those feelings in being productive. So it's sometimes just like toxic positivity almost. You're almost doing too
1: exactly. much. Exactly, it's that blessing and the curse that so many things have. It's good to have the goals and the trajectory of what we want to accomplish, but we can get lost in the journey if we don't do it the right way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what was the defining moment for you that you were like, hey, I have to make a change. And then how did that evolve into you actually being a coach about this?
1: So the defining moment was thanks to my son. So I was a single mom. And I remember it was one evening and we were sitting in the living room and he was coloring and I was working. And he came over to show me a picture that he had drawn. And he was you know, so proud of it as a three, three and a half year old would be. And I pretty much dismissed him and said, yeah, yeah, mommy's working. Mommy will look at that in a few minutes. And lucky for me, he was smarter than I am. And he actually put his hand down on my work and said, mommy, you're not paying attention to me. And it was in that moment that, you know, I really had to learn and start to get honest with myself that even though I was showing up physically, I was not present at all. And after I put him to bed that night, I, you know, really had to have a hard, serious talk with myself where it was pretty much an ugly crying on the floor in the bathroom and really just having a deciding moment of was this just going to be another day where I just went to bed and woke up tomorrow and jumped back on the hamster wheel? Or was I truly going to make things change? Because when I got honest with myself, I realized that I was not being a good mom. I was not really showing up right for my clients. I really didn't like the person that I was even looking at in the mirror anymore. And I just felt so lost and so alone and like a complete failure. And I decided that it wasn't just going to be for me and it wasn't just going to be for my son, but I didn't want anybody else having a moment like this where they felt like a failure, that they were lost, that they were just going backwards. And that was a moment for me that I just decided that I was going to start to find a better way and just really make that my mission is to impact lives, but to impact lives on the right way. Because I think too many people just beat themselves up for everything they are not doing when there really is a way to, again, show up. And do the right things. It's not about doing everything. And I think that was the biggest lesson I had to learn is it wasn't a matter of, can I do it all? It was, what do I really need to focus on? And I had to start redefining success for myself and realizing that success didn't mean it was gonna be about checking off the boxes and how much money I had in my bank account. It was gonna be really boiled down to three things. And what I do and what I started doing is at the end of each day, asking myself, did I show love today? Did I impact people and inspire people? And did I contribute positively to the world today? And that was really going to be my definition of success. So I started just reworking how I showed up every day, how I ran my days, how I learned to leverage my time, not manage my time. And I started to see the success with myself and realized that I actually started making more money and really living my life. At the same time, being more in control of my life. So I knew I had something special and that I had an obligation to share it. So that's when I started coaching and speaking and writing more about these tips and tools.
2: That's amazing. Can, so could you, would you mind unpacking what that's looked like? So from that moment, from that pitiful moment that you had, and then realizing, you know, love, impact, contribution leverage, not managing is I think what you said, what does that look like? And how does that show up in your day to day? How does that show up in your business? Uh, how has yes. your business evolved since those moments?
1: Definitely. So one of the things that I started to do is looking at this idea of how can I, you know, again, bring the harmony of my personal and professional life together. So at this point in time, I, my career was in real estate. So rather than saying, okay, I have to get out there and sell more. I've got to go meet more people. I've got to get out there and prospect. Why not find a way to build better relationships with the people that are already in my circle? So rather than having to say, I need to go to a networking event to meet new people. Why don't I go to the park and take my son and play at the park with my son and bring another parent with me? So now I can build relationships and also be there with my son. So looking at ways that I could just, again, work smarter with those. A big part of it was learning how to manage distractions because we all know that distractions are out there and scientifically, we get distracted about every three minutes. And the scarier part is it takes us about 17 minutes to get our focus back. So I started creating what I call bubble time, which is working in tight bubbles of focus. So what I would do is I would do it in hour increments. And I would set the timer and I would work for the first 45 minutes. No distractions, no incoming, anything. Then I would take a 15-minute break where I could then check in with my voicemails, my emails. And what I found is I could actually get more done in a shorter period of time because I wasn't constantly multitasking and starting to start and stop and start and stop because I thought I was a great multitasker. And I had to start realizing that, yeah, that doesn't really work. And so doing those things, and then I actually carried that concept into my personal life. So if I'm home cleaning my house, I clean for 45 minutes and then I take a break. And if I, again, am hanging out with my son, I would go and I would play with my son, watch a movie cartoons for 45 minutes then I would take a little bit of a break and go make a snack as I checked my voicemails and my emails. So it was just, again, learning how to better control my time. And I think it all started with, we have to start looking at time as an investment. You know, if I were to give somebody a thousand dollars and say, go invest this thousand dollars in your best business practice, we need to do that with our time because we all get the same amount of time. But when we start understanding the value of our time, We start really getting clear on, am I choosing to invest my time in the right areas?
0: I love that. I love that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is, like I said, this is all hitting home way too hard right
2: now because I like to consider myself a, a world-class multitasker. I won't, I won't let yeah. it go. A, world- um, yeah. a world-class checker off of boxes is Antonio. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I, t- I take pride in it. Lennon's <laughs> loving you hearing this. With, uh, with I'm, a, I'm this. trying to hold back my laughter just because I, you're exactly. speaking to, and, you know, the I, truth right one now. One of the
1: things I also did is I really started talking to my clients and listening to them because I... I prided myself on being so overly available. You can call me at any time. I'm here to serve you. And I thought that that was fantastic and they would love that. But when I started talking with them, they said, one of the things that we noticed is that when we call you, you always sound so busy. We always feel like you're inter, we're interrupting you. You know, that's not really a good thing. When I started doing this bubble time and started really focusing and setting the expectations almost overnight, Their feedback went to, you're on top of things. You always call us back when you say, and I actually found I could serve them better by protecting my time and having boundaries.
2: Mm, It's amazing. So I, I think something that's important that I've like, that's helpful hearing you talk about is I feel like if I am fully dedicated to something, even just for 30 minutes, I'm letting like 10 people down. Because I'm getting texted about something or emailed about something or called about something, and I'm trying to focus on one specific task in my mm-hmm. block of that day. how do you manage kind of making those boundaries clear? is it is it just truly being dedicated to your process is it truly being dedicated to this is where I'm going to dedicate these 45 minutes and then over time if you if you're very consistent with that habit you'll p- the people around you in the in the community that you're building will maybe fall into place and understand that, hey, so-and-so is getting this done. It may not be done right when I'm wanting it done, or it may not be communicated directly right away, but over time it compounds. Is that?
1: Yeah. It's a combination of all of that. First and foremost, again, getting your vision and understanding why it's going to be valuable in the long run. So it starts with you and again, your vision. The second thing is you have to communicate it to your people, but you have to talk with them in a language that they understand. So for me, when I block these items, they are appointments because I knew for a fact, if I went to go meet with someone to say, do a listing consultation, I was not checking my voicemails and my emails for 60 to 90 minutes. And I would just tell them I'm on an appointment. And they get that. So I just stretch that into everything that I do. So if I'm working on content creation for a new class, if I'm writing my new book, if I'm coaching, whatever it is, I just let them know. My goal is to always get back with you in some shape or form within a three-hour window. Just know that if you send me an email or you call me, if I don't answer, I probably am on an appointment. So I set the expectation from the front because if they tell me, oh, no, if I leave you a message, I want to hear back from you right away. I can't meet that expectation. And it wouldn't be fair to the other clients that I'm working with. So I think learning how to talk with them in their language and set the expectations, but also letting them know, because at the end of the day, most people are reasonable. You know, they know that it takes a little bit of time. What they're worried about is never hearing back from you. So when they know the guidelines from the start, you get the agreement with them. Most of the time I can exceed that expectation, even if it's letting them know, I got your message. I'm going to be in a class. I'll get back with you this afternoon. They at least know. And if you think about so many other industries, you know, doctors do this. I can't call the doctor and say, I'm not feeling well. I'm free at 9.30. I'll see you then. I work by their schedule. So every other professional does it because we teach others how to treat us. And whoever controls our time will control our life and our business. So it's about valuing our time because if we don't value it, nobody else will. But it's, again, about communicating it to them and really making sure we're setting those expectations.
0: Yeah that that's huge. So so walk us through what Clara's process is. So let's say we onboard as a client, what are the expectations that You're, you know, you're set to meet for us. What is the problem that we have coming in before we become a client? Walk us through that Mm -hmm. entire process.
1: So, you know, generally when I talk with people, again, their biggest problem is not having enough time. And one of the questions they always say is, oh, if you can find me five extra hours in a week. And the truth is that I can because we work with that. So, you know, I talk with them and I do ask a lot of questions to get a feel for what their normal day looks like. Where might they be losing time and where can they be more efficient? I then really work with them. So what I have developed is the clarity method to success. And so again, based off of my name. So I walk them through that and the C stands for clarity of vision. So the first thing we need to do is start understanding what their vision is. What are their goals and why are those goals important to them? And then also starting to think about who is it they need to become In order to achieve this goal. So we get that vision and we get that sort of intentionality going. Then we tie that into the L, which is the leveraging of time. So we go through strategies and talk with them about how it's going to work for them. Because I am a huge proponent on creating success on your terms because everybody has different dynamics in their lives. So it's not one size fits all. So I have to really work with them on you know, what are some going to be the best strategies for them? So we go through some strategies. We then pair that with the first A, which is all about taking the right actions. It's not about what we can do. It's about what should we be doing? Because at the end of the day, no matter what we do, we are the CEOs of our business and our lives. So we start to get clear on what are the core vital few activities that they need to focus on, and we start to build their optimal schedule. It's not that we're going to get that a 100%, but when we have the vision of their optimal schedule, the goal is to get to that as much as possible. So we start talking about how we can design and then start to show up and meet that. We then go into the R, which is all about rest and recovery. We start to need to shift and again, change our script around self-care. It's not just about going to the gym. It's not just about going and getting a massage. It's about truly understanding what brings you joy and talking about, can we get 15 minutes of joy every day? So we change the mindset to the fact that our clients actually pay us to take time off because they need us to be at our peak performance. So starting to understand that self-care is the most selfless thing that we can do. So we start talking about what it means for them and how we're going to make it happen. Then what we do is we start tying into the next A, which is all about articulating our value. What is it that we bring to the table? Because when we serve others, it comes back to value. And the goal is we want to be so invaluable to our people that they need us. And so we talk about what makes them tick, what are the things that they bring to the table, and how more importantly, they can articulate all of that to their clients so that they start working with the right people. And this is where we also talk about boundaries, expectations, and really delivering that. Then we go into the tracking and measuring, and I help them develop tracking tools because we don't know if something's working if we don't track it and measure it. And the reality is not everything works the way we think it's going to work. So we start looking at if things are working, how can we improve them? If they're not working, why? And how can we reframe them, adjust them, adapt them? Or maybe it's time to just let them go. And then lastly, the why is all about, yes, let's make sure we celebrate. Too many times we push the celebration to the end of the year. We want to start celebrating every day, every quarter. And so we start talking about what are some markers that we can have and how are we going to celebrate all along the way so that they can leave their not- with a business plan, but with a success plan so that they can have success in their personal as well as their professional lives. And then we just meet and we stay accountable with those things to make sure that, again, we're constantly paying attention to it because we know that just like with a plane, a plane is always one degree off course. That's life. So the idea is let's stay connected with the success plan so that as we get pulled off course, we always know how to get back
2: to center. Who is a good Client avatar example for you. Who do you find yourself helping and working with the most? And what are some of the initially struggles?
1: Resonate more towards the working mom. So that professional working mom, a lot of times in sort of that sales environment, you know, running their own small business, those are the moms that I tend to resonate with most.
2: That's awesome. And so this kind of, I imagine, somewhat answers the next question I had. But you know, there's a lot of speakers, authors, and coaches out there. That talk about some of the topics that we're talking about today. When you first got into this business, what do you think separated you from? I don't know if you want to call it competition, but separated you from the other speakers, authors, coaches that are out there in the marketplace.
1: Yeah. I think it's the, the fact of authenticity. You have to be very open and very raw and very honest. And I think, you know, getting up there and sharing. My challenges, sharing my struggles and letting them know that I'm still not perfect. I still fall down and have, you know, challenges just like everyone else. So I think making it very real, also bringing humor in to lighten it up. And then I think in working more one on one, letting them know it is very personalized and customized. I'm not just going to say you have to do these five things. Because that's just not possible, and that's just not how life works. So I think really being just open, honest, and real is is a strength of
0: mine. So what do you see the like the most common thing that we're doing wrong initially? I know uh, like a lot of people, entrepreneurs are filling their calendars too quickly. Sorry for the the, the dinging, by the way. Um, life, that's good. <laughs> I, I, I have my I have my do not disturb on, so it doesn't make sense why that's doing it. But regardless, we keep rolling. So what, so what are we commonly uh, doing most with? I think you know one of the biggest make? challenges I see. Yeah, I think one of the
1: biggest challenges I see is we do too much. We say yes far too often. We are afraid to say no because we think it's going to hurt people's feelings. We feel it's going to lose us business. So we don't do those things. And we have to start understanding that saying no is not bad. It's actually one of the best things that we can do. And it's not me. It's just a matter of letting them know and being honest. And one of the quotes that I heard from another business coach was that an honest no is better than a dishonest yes. Because when we overcommit, we feel resentful. So you can say no in a kinder way, such as I would love to do that, However, I have a previously set appointment or, you know what, I have already committed myself to another event, but keep me in mind if that comes around again, or even delegating it to someone else who is more of an expert in that than I am, or, you know, who can really probably get this done for you at a quicker response time than me. Let me connect you with that. But I think we have to start really understanding again, we cannot do it all. Nobody gets success on their own, and that we are fooling ourselves when we think we can do it all at the same level. It's just not what we should be doing.
2: One of the biggest things that Antonio and I have learned building our consulting business has been the power of no. -hmm. We come from a world of basically four years of building a business where everything was pretty much a yes. We said yes to every opportunity, every conversation, every potential client, whatever that looked like. And what we found was the moment you start saying no to things, you're saying yes to other opportunities that are more in alignment with where you're trying to go. And the power of the power of no is almost just as is almost more important than the power of yes. (laughs) You know, I agree
1: a hundred percent. And Exactly what you said. When you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. So I encourage people to do some checks and balances. And before they agree to do something, just ask themselves, does this make good business sense? Is this Mm -hmm. moving me towards my goals? And if the answer is yes, great. But if it's not, you need to start looking at passing on those things.
2: Yeah. And so, so talk about goals, right? So vision, where is the vision? At for you, like, where do you see the next five, 10 years going for, for Clara?
1: Yeah, great question. So my big vision is I want to impact a million lives or more each year. So I am really doing that by working on the speaking circuit to again, just teach people to get back in the driver's seat and to, you know, start loving their lives again and being more present. And then with my, my show, I have a show, it's called The Working Women's Channel, where I interview women and they talk about the real side to achieving success. And my big goal with this is selling that to a platform such as Netflix or Hulu, where I can go around the world and interview women in different cultures and countries talking about what success looks like for them.
0: Mm, I love that. Now, the name of this podcast is the Consistency Wins podcast, so we're all about consistency, and I know yes, that that's is. a huge theme of the game for you when it comes to productivity, but also consistency in making sure you're giving your time to yourself time to rest and recover as well. Where does consistency show up in your life, and how important is it for you and to translate to your clients?
1: Consistency is everything, and you know the challenging thing is some people look at that and they think it's too regimented and they hide away from it because they want that freedom and flexibility. And that's not what consistency means. Consistency is, again, getting clear on a few things and doing them at a higher level. Now, I do tend to be more regimented, not because, again, I'm trying to do something for myself, but that's the only way I can truly serve others. So for me, I do start my day. I have a morning routine that is generally about 90 minutes long where I get up and I do some mindset work such as gratitudes, affirmations, visualization, working out, doing some of those things. I plan my schedule. I plan my week ahead of time. But, you know, really looking at those. So I have identified about eight, to 10 things that I know I need to do each week. And so I time block those because time blocking helps me to stay consistent. And then just like I have a morning routine, I have an evening routine. So I call it bookending my days because I know if I can really plan the structure of how my day starts and ends, I can sort of deal with the chaos in the middle of the day.
0: Yeah. And that, that level of discipline actually allows you to attain freedom. No, it so does. And set.
1: that's yeah. what people have to understand is the schedule does bring you freedom because the first thing I put in my schedule is my life. So every mm-hmm. week I have time for my life. And that's what we have to start doing is understanding that needs to be an appointment as well.
0: Yeah, that that that's a good thing that Craig Ballantine if you're familiar he he talks mm-hmm. about that a lot about really optimizing your business around your life, not your life around your business. And Absolutely. the first thing that you're inputting to your, your calendar is your non-negotiables, not mm-hmm. your, your meetings. Yep. So I love that. That's amazing. So with yep. that being said, Clara, how can our listeners follow you? How can they connect with you? How can they potentially you know, work with you? Floor is yours there.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much. So the best thing is just to go to my website, which is just claracapano.com. And on there, they will have tabs to be able to connect with me, to schedule a one-on-one, to sign up for any of my on-demand courses, to watch the show, and to order the books. I have three books out. The first two are already out and on point. The third one, which is going to be a success manual for the working mom, that's going to be out in July and Just to know that when anybody does order my books, I always donate a part of the proceeds to St. Jude's so people can know that as they're growing their own productivity foundation, they're also giving to a good cause as well.
0: That's amazing. Well, Clara, thank you so much for coming on and we're excited to see where this journey leads you. We're excited to connect a lot of people your way as well. And thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And I love what you are doing because you're bringing awareness to the simplicity of, again, staying consistent and you're helping others build a foundation for their success. So I honor and acknowledge you both for what you're doing. So thank you so much. Keep doing the great job you're heading out there to do.
0: Appreciate that. Thank
2: you.